This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. City of Chronicles is a Bayard Chronicles production. <laughs> Hi, Chronicles Tifosi. Um, hope you're all doing well this Sunday night and not expired as I felt like Mina might be after that uh, Atlanta Juventus game. That was that was something. I probably shouldn't dwell on it too long, frankly, because there was much more interesting things that happened um, this weekend than that nil-nil draw. But one of the the most unambitious performances I've seen, even from Allegri's Juventus. It was interesting. Some there were some some numbers that surprised me off the back of this game. Um, apparently, only the tenth time that Juventus have had a nil-nil draw under Max Allegri in. 273 games across his separate stints at the club and the third of this second stint um, which is 83 games old so perhaps fewer than we would have thought or that I would have imagined in my head for how often it feels like we watch this game from Allegri's Juventus and um, yeah I, I, I think I want to say as well that perhaps it's not entirely a one-way street I enjoyed Martin, Martin Darun at the end of the game uh, posting on Twitter and saying oh I'm sorry to report this is the most interesting thing that happened in the game and it was just like a, a sliding tackle by the by the sideline but I, I think it's worth mentioning that Atlanta have kept five clean sheets so far this season so I do think not entirely just one team's fault that we got this game Atlanta are playing a more conservative game than perhaps they have in previous seasons under um, Gasparini but let's not dwell on that game uh, probably shouldn't even have started there but it just made me laugh because right before I was about to start this recording I saw um, a picture of Luciano Spalletti or um cosied up warm in his uh, snood for the night and thinking, gosh, of all the games the Italy manager could have chosen to get to uh, this Sunday, maybe not the one. But um, there were some other um, interesting games. I'm just coming off watching uh, Roma win 2-0 against Frosinone, which actually also wasn't a very interesting game. So I don't know, I don't know how I've done that segue. Um, but I do think it's the game I want to talk about um, first just because there's been such a, a context to it this week. I think my... My last um, 
uh, postcard I was talking about uh, the loss of Genoa and, and the situation Mourinho and how badly it's going. He gave this uh, interview um, just a, a day or two ago, losing sense of time as always, um, in which he talked about, um, well, he talked about wide-ranging things. Um, uh, he talked about uh, the, the the fact that he had this offer to become extremely well paid uh, in Saudi Arabia he didn't name the club but um, subsequently was named by Fabrizio Romano and 30 million euros a, a season would have been a, an extremely lucrative deal for him and, and him sort of saying no to that because he felt that he had made his commitment before the end of last season to Roma to the Friedkins to the fans um, and sort of harping on that that point of look I, I've shown loyalty to be here I didn't have to be here I had other options but I want to be here I'm going to be your manager until the end of this season as long as the the Friedkins want me to be and um a little bit of sort of classic Mourinho defiance in there for sure but perhaps also a little bit of that Mourinho so you should appreciate me as well so you should love me even if um, the football isn't up to scratch and and I think you can sort of take two different views on that I think um there is certainly truth that Jose could have taken that money and, and gone after Saudi and, and been richer for it. And lots of people would have made that choice. And there is a certain sort of um, respect in hanging around and trying to to fight in this more competitive setting in Europe rather than taking the easy life. It doesn't surprise me, actually, that Jose would be that sort of character. I don't think he's ever been the one who's who's so driven just by the, the, the money side of it. I think the glory has always meant more, meant more to him. Um I still personally have my doubts about whether or not if that offer had come from a club that was a European club that wanted him, uh, that was more um, to his taste or, or more able to go after those big trophies than Roma. I'm, I, I, my own personal scepticism will remain what it was. Um, I think the interesting point really here was how was the crowd going to react to this team after such a disastrous start? As I said um, on um, in midweek, it was the um, it was the uh, the worst start Jose's ever had um, to a, to a league season, um, and coming off that hammering by Genoa, I really felt like they were going back home and they just had to win this game against Frosinone, and nothing else mattered. And we were all curious to see um, what um, we were all curious to see what it was going to look like and and what the crowd was going to look like, whether it was going to be more cheers or whistles, whether it was going to be. Um, uh, a, a sportive environment and it was more cheers than whistles it remains true that Jersey has been a huge driver for the the crowd and and the atmosphere in Rome and and I, I do think that that's this is going to fall apart this season is still my sense um but it's interesting that that's still um that 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 connection isn't gone quite yet. I think is worth saying. And Roma did win this game, and they won it in not a very pretty fashion. I think this will not go down as a as a game to remember at all. Um, and I think that uh, you can have a certain amount of sympathy for Mourinho with the injury situation in defence, in particular, having to draw Cristante, who's really been the best player in that team so far this season, back to play in a in a back three is not ideal. I think we can maybe have some questions about whether or not um, a back four would have been a different alternative to doing that. But um, that's a whole bigger conversation, perhaps, than I want to get into on on, on this right now. Um, but it certainly is you know, shorthand at the back and having to make that decision. I think you can forgive not beautiful football in this game. I think most Roma fans would have come into this game saying, actually the quality of football for this one game doesn't matter. It just matters that they get the result. And I think it's okay to view football games like that sometimes. I think it's okay to say, 
yes, this hasn't resolved all of Roma's problems and not everything has to be the big narrative this way and that way. Yes, it's all fixed. No, it's all broken. They needed to win this game and they did. Um, and there are positives within that. Uh, Lukaku scoring again is a positive three goals in five games. Um, clearly he's providing some value for them um, and that's important. And you think this team is also missing Tammy Abraham up front. Uh, the fact they kept a clean sheet is important. And I, I did wonder to myself, um, yeah, it's really hard because I don't think you should pin anything on one player. And Jose was talking about it in a sort of more self-directed way during that same conversation with the press um, between the Genoa game and this game where he was saying, look, I am... Um, uh, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't all me when we were in European finals. It's not suddenly all me now that we're losing. And that's true. And perhaps it's equally true that we can't say it's it's all Rui Patricio when they stop losing here. But Rui Patricio has the worst save percentage in Serie A. And it's, it's not close. Um, he's below 50% this season. And I think it's perhaps also not a coincidence that Roma finally got this win in a game when they allowed zero shots on target. And is that the standard they have to maintain right now to keep winning is just not to let anyone shoot um, or at least get a shot on target. That's a, a pretty impossible bar. Um, but I think that a grim performance that at least didn't allow Frosinone to get those chances, didn't allow Patricio to 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 be tested, was just exactly what they needed, and and they got it, and and that's really perhaps all in the end that matters about this game is that they got it, and you know, they did score a second goal in the end, and 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 make it into a more comfortable win. So curious to to hear what what you think about about the situation um, at. Uh, Romamina, I, I, do you feel more sympathetic for Jose or do you feel that he deserves all the criticism coming his way? Uh, it was interesting. Dazone wanted to do the, the link up with him after the game, get him chatting to the studios. They so often do after games and he just said, no, I'm, I'm too tired. Didn't want to put the earpiece in and wouldn't do it. And he, he looks tired to me. And, and I still think for me, the big worry with this team is, is Jose third season syndrome. Frankly, he asks so much of the people around him. He, demands all in all the time and when people are tired in the third season does that still work so yeah curious to hear what you what you think about the Roma situation um for certain curious also Mina there's a question I wanted to ask you about uh Lautaro this week so clearly the headline grabber of this week um Lautaro Martinez coming off the bench for Inter and scoring four times as they came from well nil nil when he came on against Lenitana to win 4-0. Just outrageous behaviour from, from Nataro, who's now scored nine goals already in this Serie A season. He's the first Serie A player ever to come off the bench in a game and and score four times after coming off the bench in the second half. Um, I, I I was just thinking back, I suppose, because it was also a weekend when Lukaku scored. And I was thinking back to when Lukaku was in his first era at Inter and we would have conversations about where he ranked in the, the all-time greatest striker ranking. And you were always a lot more sceptical of his place in that ranking than I was. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Yeah, I'm curious because I think this more than ever for me is the season when Lautaro is on deck, right? Like nobody is questioning that Lautaro has been a, an excellent striker for, for Inter for a, a long time. I think that's not in doubt. Um, I think he's been building up to being one of the best in the world. And I think perspectives on where he was in that conversation have been swayed back and forth by different things. Obviously, it was fundamental to getting him to a Champions League final last season. But also, part of that story was, wow, in one season, he's been in a Champions League final and a World Cup final. But he was terrible in the World Cup final. And this was sort of this counter-narrative of, of is he really there? Um, but this season, with Dzeko gone, with Lukaku gone, um, this is not to minimise Marcus Turam, who's come in there and has been brilliant already with four assists and, and Turam we can talk about uh, a lot. But this is this is Lautaro's attack now. Um, everyone else is supporting act to, to his uh, leading actor, I think. And um, yeah, do, do you see something changing? Do you think that this is a point where we start having that conversation about putting him in those very top strikers in the world? Am I getting ahead of myself? Um, should we wait and see if we get the hot and cold streaks we're so familiar with? I just, yeah, I, I feel like maybe that's a perspective I'd like to hear from you, Mina, if your thoughts on Lautaro have been changing. Um, because I I think maybe it's still too soon for me, but I think that this is the moment when they can change. This is this is his season for me, like I just said, in a, in a big way. And, and, and for now, uh, the, the toro, the bull, is, is grabbing that bull by the horns, for sure. Um, so yeah, brilliant stuff for, for, for him and for Inter Milan, obviously keeping pace with them at the top as well. Um, Napoli suddenly back to winning ways, almost like they needed that little crisis, like they needed that little drama to, to kick them out of their funk. And interesting to hear Victor Osimhen this weekend as well, finally coming out and, and making his statement about things that have gone on and in particular focusing his attention on the fans in Naples and, and, reasserting his connection to them and how much they mean to him and I think um, I think it's going to get sold as a don't listen to the media conversation and of course that's perfectly 
um, something he's entitled to do. I think it's um, a bit rich to blame it all on the media and outside people unsettling him because in the end, uh, the media the media get lots wrong all the time. I get things wrong all the time. I'm never going to be the person who sits here and says, journalists are some flawless class because we're not. But nobody in the media made Lukaku go and delete a bunch of pictures of himself in an Apple shirt. And that was the thing that a lot of fans um, were hurt by and took umbrage by. That was why the Kurva um, in the midweek game had the, the the banner up saying that the number one commandment is respect the shirt. That's So that's nothing to do with us. That's not us in the media and what we've been saying about it. That's between Lukaku and those fans. And I think clearly the statement is designed to to, to mend those bridges and perhaps to deflect and, and put that onto someone else as well. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm off to, to Naples, as you know, Mina and, and, um, I can't remember if I mentioned on my last on my last recording. I'm off to Naples tomorrow. I'm recording this on Sunday night. I fly Monday to Naples. I'm going to be there late on Monday. I get in, so I'm ready for the Champions League game against Real Madrid. Uh, really, really excited for that one. I'll be doing that um, for Stan Sports. Side I'm reporting with Semra Hunter, who I've done podcasts before, but I've never worked with in person. So really excited for that. I hope we put on. Um, uh, a good show for those of you watching Australia and uh, hope that Napoli put on a good show against Real Madrid. Uh, I think they uh, have found a little bit of confidence in a timely moment when they needed it. Um, and uh, and we'll see if that can carry over enough to to, to hang with Madrid. Uh, other little notes from this week, things that jumped out at me, Albert Goodmanson I talked about, definitely my last voice note. Um, scoring twice against Udinese, so the first Icelandic player to score more than one goal in a Serie A game. Uh, he's something meaner, um, and that was, I guess, a more question I had for you. Is there anyone who's like jumped out to you so far this season as unexpected surprise packages? Because for me, he's definitely one of them. Um, with the with with the way he's been going, as I mentioned on my last. Uh, postcard leading the way in Serie A. I, I haven't checked the stats after this game, but right up there is one of the and um, the highest um, the highest uh, successful dribble stats in the league. So yeah, I'd have to have to double check on those um, before I could confirm that's still true. But he's he's right up there regardless. So yes, Mina Goodmanson clearly a surprise package. Who else have been your surprise packages this season? Who you're enjoying watching and. Uh, I guess I'll speak to you very soon. Um, we're hoping, uh, listeners, we're hoping to do a recording together on Thursday after the Champions League round, so finally get one. We're both on at the same time rather than just these postcards, but we will keep you posted about that. And uh, for now, I'll hand you back to Mina. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Chronicles to Fosy members. Um, I hope you're all well. I'm coming to you on Monday night. I have been on Premier League duty and I have had a weekend that has been crazy in every way, shape or form. I am somewhat exhausted and I'm just dying to get into bed. And I wouldn't mind being on a on a remote tropical island, just sunning myself already. And we're only on week seven, so... But either way, it was it's just been crazy because I have had a podcast this morning. I had to deliver my... Um, column deadline in I had to go to Stockley Park and do a show on the Premier League and watch all the games over the weekend I watched so many Premier League games in the weekend imagine having so much fun watching the likes of uh, Liverpool and Tottenham 
And of course, you know, Wolves defeating Manchester City, you know, Manchester United doing something really bizarre against Crystal Palace and then having to painfully sit through what has can only be described as the worst game I think I've ever watched in my life, which was the Atalanta Juventus game. And it's 90 minutes that I will never get back in my life. And oh, Nikki, you and I have both started on a sour note. Um, so yes, so I am a little bit exhausted because I just, I haven't really slept. I've only managed three hours today and I managed four hours the day before. It's either writing or um, recording. And don't get me wrong, I love doing all of the shows that I'm doing right now and I'm very grateful for it. But I'm also kind of aware of the fact that my health doesn't allow me to do too much. So I'm afraid that I won't be able to work tomorrow. So going to be taking it off. So I will be sitting on a sofa and trying to see if there's somehow I can watch you um, reporting on the Napoli game. I'm sure you'll smash it. Samra is such a lovely girl. Uh, I worked with her at TRT. And so... Um, say hello and I and I hope that you have a fabulous time and I'm sure you'll smash in the kids you who are we talking about um but yes okay so a few things that I wanted to speak about you mentioned Goodmanson as being one of the players that you just thought had had um such an amazing start to the season and as it turns out his mother's an international player his uncle his father his great grandfather played for arsenal as well as for milan in 1940 um first icelandic player to score a brace in seria so he comes from really good stock because his whole family mother father uncle father grandfather great grandfather sorry is the one who i i believe was the first icelandic player to play in seria so it's crazy. So yes, he's doing a great job, but obviously comes from um, a significant footballing family that have done a tremendous job over the years. So it runs in his DNA. Um, interestingly enough, today actually, there was a there's a, a talent scout, you know, who who basically hires the talent for Premier League shows, and uh, she is the daughter of a famous Australian uh, footballer, Robbie Slater. And she was being introduced to Kelly Cates, who's obviously the daughter of Kenny Daglish. And they both don't know who their fathers are. They're just like, hi, hi. And then someone tells them. And you just see, like, it's just so much respect and admiration. I'm just standing there and I was like, well, now I feel like my dad's a failure. (laughs) So obviously he's not. But it just kind of felt a bit like I was the only only one left out because it was the three of us. And my dad wasn't a footballer. Um, (laughs) Yeah, first world problems. Um, But anyway, so yes, covered a lot of the English football. Um, Sadly had to watch Juventus. Thankfully, Inter somewhat saved me because it was great to watch Lazar Martinez scoring uh, four goals in 27 minutes as the substitute, making history. And I thought your question was an interesting one. Where does he stand in my rankings? Firstly, I wouldn't give my rankings that much respect. Um, it's I always find this an interesting question. People always ask me, you know, how good is Haaland? Can he, is he the best we've ever seen in the Premier League? And I think... For one thing, longevity makes a difference, right? Like, 
Brazilian Ronaldo was at the time the greatest thing we'd ever seen. Romario for me was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But it's how long they stick around and show you that every day and play with that kind of consistency that Messi and Ronaldo have played with. Whereas every year you depend on them to guide their teams forward and score and a boatload of goals and produce a number of assists and not only that but change the team psychologically push the team forward and lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes. Where does the great Haaland stand with that? And then you're asking me now about Lautaro Martinez in my rankings. And there's also a personal preference, right? Because I think Messi might be the best player uh, in the world or potentially ever up there with the greatest but I've always leaned towards Ronaldo that bit more not because I think he's a better player I don't I actually think Messi is um, or potentially is it's that the way that Ronaldo has built himself or what he can do I have or it just resonates with me a little bit more um, I like the fact that he's worked so hard to be the player that he is I appreciate his mentality I appreciate his psychology. I appreciate how much he can change games with just his determination um, and not reliant on, on just his take on technique. Um, like if you are a team chasing a trophy, then I think you want Ronaldo on your side over Messi. And that was for me, like one of the things why I resonated with him because I just really respect that work ethic. And so when it comes to strikers, I don't resonate with anyone because I don't know how to play football very well. But <laughs> I guess it's it's players who do things that I can't understand how they manage it, if that makes sense. And why I love Benzema when we used to do the ranking so much and I told you that I wasn't a big fan of Lukaku is because there was so much, like Lukaku scored a lot of goals, but there was so much to his game that I was not a fan of. Um, but Benzema, it's it's that he can drop deep, that he can he can be 
the man who would provide for Ronaldo. He could be the man who would make um, the front three play perfectly. He was the man who helped develop Vinicius Junior into this rocket that he's become now. Um, it's the man who, you know, when they're losing in the Champions League, turns around to Modric and sa- Modric and says, "This is what you're going to do, and this is how we're going to we're going to turn this game around." And they did it for three games in a row. And you just think, I just like that is a superpower. Like there are so many great midfielders in the world, you know, Xavi, Iniesta, and but Andrea Pirlo. I mean, Iniesta is definitely up there, <laughs> but you know, obviously, I just mentioned three of the greatest, yeah, or Modric and Cruz. One of the reasons why they are the best is also the psychology of it. Like when people ask me the greatest Italian midfielder in in the last decade or whatever, I have to say Andrea Pirlo. And it is not because he's the greatest player, but because he is. But it is also his ability to, to adapt to every situation, to show his strengths with every coach, in every circumstance, against every type of opponent. And to have the emotional uh, intelligence to understand the phase of the game and the situation that you're faced with. And nothing showed me that more than in 2012 when it was the penalty shootout. I don't know if it's the quarterfinals. It must be the quarterfinals against England. And Joe Hart had come out and said that he had studied the Italian penalty takers. So England were very confident at the time. And it was one of the first matches I'd ever worked in football. And so, and I was watching it live on TV and anxious about celebrating Italy um, or potentially crying because I didn't want to show my emotions to be with Italy because we were on an English show and I I didn't, I thought that I would get a lot of hate at the time. Um, And it was just this, the understanding Pirlo's seeing that his side was, and Buffon feeling like he didn't, you know, has he studied? He was asked about this. Had you studied the English penalty takers? And Buffon was like, no. Um, I, I remember that being an issue now. I'm starting to feel like my memory is going. And then Joe Hart comes and he starts like jumping up and down in his goal and looking really confident. And it was just Pilo understanding in that situation that he needed to deliver a panenka and shut it down. And I just, I loved him for it. I loved him for understanding football for understanding the moment of when to give your team something more on a psychological level he just he gets he's just not just a great player he's just so much more than that and that's what I think of Benzema so my when I think of great players yeah that that's who I go for when I think of great strikers or you know Haaland is somebody who can definitely be that you know um but yes, I'm a football capitalist, if you like, and I've just gone used to seeing some greats. And I think now Taro scoring four shows just how much he's growing in each game. He's he's more dependable. He's helping the side a lot more in the way that they're playing in the final third. But if you ask me instead, yeah, who the best striker is, I'm just not even gonna, I, I mean, it's Victor Osman. And it's Victor Osman for me over and over. It's gonna take a while before I, I, I'll change my mind about that. Um, awesome and to me is everything from the way he talks from the way that he is with his teammates for the way that he played he's he's a striker I would love to have on my team um 
So I don't even know if that Alan Martinez for me is the best striker in Serie A. But if he's, when it comes to goal scoring, yeah, he's phenomenal. And I think that he's improving. And I think his ceiling is so high and I think he'll get even better and better. And he's a World Cup winner. And one day he could potentially be the best in the world. But at this very moment, I would choose Austin. Um But yes, moving on, speaking of football capitalists, I found myself the football communist and it's Maurizio Sarri. I did think it was hilarious that he said that Lazio was on the right track after their loss to Milan. Um, It kind of makes me think if if he understands what's going on or not. And then he ranted about the timings and the schedule and how many players um, are just exhausted and what's going on. Um, But he also said something that I thought was significant and that was worth mentioning. He said, they are sending these lads to the slaughter with nobody intervening. This is football now. You take the money and run, except all the money doesn't make it down to Serie C, um, where you cannot make a living as a professional player. All this money in football gets poured into 40 or 50 players. And I mean, he has a point, right? Uh, And I just feel like it's an important thing to note about and something for us to ponder going forward. Um, Just the way that this this footballing business is being run nowadays. Um, But yes, Lazio certainly need to address their problems. And I do feel sorry for him that some of his players have arrived so late in the uh, the transfer market and he hasn't had time to really embed them. Um, But I am really happy for Stefano Pioli and Milan because like I said, I thought they had excessive criticism after their failure in the derby and it was indeed a failure. Um, But their level on points with Inter, I think they've been fantastic quality to watch on the most part and uh, they're still trying to find the gears but Okafor scoring goals Pulisic is, is turning up I, I think Reinders has just been such a pleasure to watch unfortunately Loftus-Cheek is injured now but there is much to admire with this Milan side that everyone sort of looked at as being so tiny in comparison to this wonderful Inter and Inter is this wonderful Inter but Milan is also deserves a little bit of respect and I just feel like it can happen it can happen when you have a new team and you 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 played it poorly your tactics were wrong but that doesn't take away um from the fact that you could achieve something special this season and I and I I really want them to um it's interesting because of how we look at players because I just feel like Purely immediately had, like, there was a hashtag with Purely out after the derby. And meanwhile, like, Deserby loses 6-1 to Aston Villa and all. And, and everyone still thinks he's a genius of football. And and, and, I'm, and I do think that, obviously, like, Deserby's style of play is, is more beautiful to watch than most coaches in the world. But he is very exposed defensively. And, I, and, and yes, it is Brighton. He is doing it with players that you would never expect him to do it. But... How many people have watched Deserby football and knew that Villa would just ruin them if they were direct and, and made it man for man and looked for the jewels? It's kind of like the the predictable way of destroying Deserby's football. And I'm always amazed that not more people do it, but I trusted Unai Emery to do it. And it was the first time I put a very big bet on football, in, well, on the Premier League. Um, and I put Villa to win uh, and over three goals. I had fun with that. Um, Yes. Meanwhile, what else did I want to talk to you about? Roma. Oh, yes, that's the thing. Roma, Roma, Roma. Well, at least Lukaku's scoring for them and he seems to be developing a nice relationship with Paolo Dybala. Um, I did also like Alex 
Alexis Sanchez's impression of Dybala when he was just leaving Marcus Turam isolated the whole time while he was somewhere in midfield. Um, but back to Roma, I kind of agree with what you're saying about the way that he is. And, and it's so funny because it's like every day he needs to remind us that he's the guy that took Roma to two finals. Um, and he can feel something is changing. Oh, you know, I'm the one that they came for me and, and I was offered lots of money and I chose to stay here. So you should love me because of it. And it kind of, like, like she'll kill me if I tell you this, but one of my really good friends is, um, has a really toxic relationship with her ex. And he's trying to go back together with her. And he said to her, look, I know you have your admirers, but I have them too. I have so many more. In fact, the other day, this girl said to me, and I'm like, is this how he's trying to get back together with you? And, and it's like trying to remind her of what she lost. You know, like everyone wants me. I'm still great. I'm still wonderful. I'm still, I still got you to two finals. So please don't judge this Roma side by, by these abysmal results, you know. Um, keep, keep following me and look at us. We managed to win against, you nearly promoted Frosinone. And so, you know, and I just, oh, third, third, third season syndrome. I don't know. I mean... I do enjoy the fact that Conte is now being linked with the job. I kind of feel like the media in Italy has like this little bowl in which they dip their hand like a lucky dip and pull out a name to suggest um, a specific coach who will take over or link him, link him to a specific job. And it's and, and that that little basket that they have is always Conte. <laughs> like it's whichever job. If Zaghi gets sacked, it's Antonio Conte. If Allegri goes, it's Antonio Conte. If it's Roma, it's Antonio Conte. But if it's the smaller teams and they have different names, once upon a time it was Terza Cosmi, you know? Um, so it's it's this kind of thing. And I just kind of feel like, yeah, either Roma is just going to launch this massive war against attacking football by having Mourinho then following up with Antonio Conte, then by all means have fun with it. But probably not the coach that would suit Roma if indeed Mourinho goes but let me know what's going on in our pony Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.